0: right? Because um, hormones are, um, they are what control our bodily functions. Um, So um, when one hormone is out of whack, um, all of the other hormones go out of whack too, because essentially they want to try to keep a sense of homeostasis. So when one hormone um, hormone imbalance becomes present, it's more likely that the other hormones start to fall in suit as well, unfortunately. Sure. Um, And what hormonal birth control does, unfortunately, is cuts off all connection
1: between the brain and the ovaries. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, Moms Without Capes. Today we are talking with a special guest, Tiana Trinidad. Welcome, Tiana. Thank you so much for having me. So Tiana is a master's prepared registered nurse and certified holistic hormone coach for women with PCOS. The number one cause of infertility worldwide. She created her business after losing her first son, Logan, at six months pregnant. Her mission is to teach other women how to manage their hormonal imbalances naturally. So I'm so excited to have you here, and I look forward to what our conversation brings. And I know there's going to be lots of value for all of you listeners.
0: Thank you so much. I am equally as excited to be here.
1: So before we jump in, Tell me a little bit about um, what, you know, how you got to be where you are today, your journey.
0: Sure. Um, all right. So um, I have always felt like a healer. Um, very early on when I was 18, my mom um, gave birth to um, a preemie at six months, um, 23 weeks. She was given um, 24 hours to live. Um, and she just, um, she just survived the odds. Um, she's bented and traked um, with the G-tube to eat. And um, it really became evident, really clear early on that if we ever wanted to take her home, um, someone needed to be like a medical professional. Um, so I went to school for nursing um, and um, I received, I was already um, doing my proof. So I already had an associate's degree. I did my bachelor's in nursing with a $40,000 scholarship from the from the hospital that um gave birth to her, um, delivered her. So um, I went on to be an ICU nurse delivering um, critical high-risk infants um, to women with hormonal imbalance as well as other fertility issues. Um, And I absolutely adore my job. Um, And then um, after being with my uh, husband um, for some time, we decided to have our own baby. And when I was six months pregnant, um, I lost, um, I lost my first son, Logan, um, and it just devastated me. Um, I always had irregular periods. Um, I have, you know, been given birth control as a a form of treatment before, but I didn't take it. I never, I never really understood much about this hormonal imbalance that I had. I never knew that it put me at increased risk of miscarriages. I just thought it was something that affected my period. Um, so when I lost my first son, um, it sent me, um, it sent me spiraling, but it also sent me on such a quest for an answer for, um, for questions, you know, um, and I found that there was no resources for, for, For one, for women who had lost their their children to their pregnancy, there was nothing to commemorate me as a mother. Um, And two, um, there was very little um, research to little treatment options for women with PCOS. Um, So I really set out to bridge the gap um, and to Close that hole um, that I noticed. Um, and I left the bedside um, doing what I love so much to do something that I believe in so much more, um, which is love, serve, warm um, my ability to educate and empower women through um, health prevention, education, and body literacy.
1: That is that's awesome. So I have to admit, I don't know much about polycystic ovarian syndrome. Like, I it, I feel like I hear about it a lot more, but I I don't know much about it. So that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on is because I know that it's, it's very, it's common. A lot of women do suffer from, from the symptoms and because I hear it so often, but I just, I wanted to give my listeners an opportunity to learn more about it. But also I wanted to talk to you more about hormones as well. The hormonal imbalances. I myself am past 40, and so my sister-in-law and I, we always talk about getting hormone tested, and I know some people who did it, and I feel like I don't know why I haven't done it, because I keep, like, learning more about it and how important it is, and so what do you find are, like, the most common um, hormone Mm -hmm. imbalances among women?
0: definitely so um, so we're going to classify women right like in two groups we're looking at women who are like at the age where they're fertile and they're interested in or whether they're interested or not but the age where their period should be coming regularly and then we want to yeah. talk about like a premenopausal uh, or menopausal women um, and we know that they're going to have like different hormonal imbalances based on their age and other lifestyle factors um, so for a young woman um traditionally after um after puberty her period should be coming in normally. Um, The menstrual cycle is the ultimate indicator of overall health, and it it provides us insight um, medical professionals as to what may happen to you in the future, your risk of osteoporosis, your risk of developing diabetes. I mean, so much can be told about your menstrual cycle. Um, So the first thing is, um, um, if you notice that the menstrual cycle is irregular, there are a series of hormones that are related to an irregular menstrual cycle, FSH, um, um, LH, um, A lot of these, um, you know, I don't want to bore the readers with the specific names, but just to understand that um, the period is the most um, basic indicator for women of that age um, if hormones are in fact balanced. Another common hormonal imbalance in in young women is facial hair. Um, You know, when women have high levels of male androgens, um, male hormones, they can have these whiskers, um, this facial hair on the chin. Um, it also causes hair thinning, um, and both age groups can um, can attest to this. It causes a male pattern hair balding, which is very specific because it hits you right, right in the front, right, 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 right. Where, it's <laughs> where it's obvious, right where it's obvious, right. Um, so that's another one, the male pattern. It's like hair where you don't want it and then hair where you need it and it's gone. Um, another major one for both age groups is um, insulin resistance, right? Insulin is the hormone that is responsible for growth and for fat storage. So when this hormone becomes out of balance, which is um, which is very common for the American women because of our diet that is so high in refined carbohydrates, um, test um insulin gets imbalanced and it causes this very specific hard to lose weight around the midsection it is very specific it doesn't go you know it's not very flattering it's just in the midsection um and it's very hard to lose um it creates these cravings that almost feel like women feel like they are literally addicted to food right. um, these women are more likely to seek out um, services like overeaters, anonymous, um, to um, internalize these symptoms, believe that they're lazy, that they have no willpower. When in fact, the hormone, I use, I use, I love to describe it as an AC unit, right? Um, I live in South Florida. So if I come home and my house is humid, I know that something's out of whack immediately. I tell women, if your hormone that's responsible for hunger, right, is out of whack, then likely your ability to maintain yourself at a weight that was normally comfortable for you, you no longer can control your appetite. You're eating like incessantly all night and day, and you literally feel like you have no sense of control. And that's an indication that that hunger hormone is out of control. There's something um, there that is um, um, affecting that hormone. Um, And there are so many environmental factors that can throw us off. Off. It just, you know, depend on the sensitivity of the women um, and different women based on their genetic factors can be sensitive to different things, you know, um, pesticides and certain fruits, um, a lot of um, beauty products, you know, the average woman puts on 80 chemicals on her face before breakfast. Um, we infuse it through our skin, our hair, our toothpaste, you know, um, so it's really like becoming aware and then um, trying to create lifestyle changes that really like honor this new information that you learn.
1: Right. Wow. You are so knowledgeable about all of this. Like you can tell that you have studied this and like just all of the information that you have about these hormones. I was just, I, that was, I just wanted, that's a side note. I was like, so really, like, oh my gosh, you were like, <laughs> And you're clearly very passionate about this. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask this, do you get tested for hormones? And if so, like how what do you recommend like for the average woman to like should we get our hormones tested? And how so I, often? Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Love to talk about this, right? Um, I currently have a video that's like trending, like
0: 2.2 million views on Instagram right now, talking about this specifically because um, I do. I while I recommend that women get their hormones checked, I do not think it is a end all, be all for women, and I'll explain why a lot of times, more times than I have been able to count through my professional um, um, career, a lot of times the hormone levels will come back stating normal despite women showing obvious signs that there are hormonal imbalances. And there are several um, reasons for this. One of the reasons being, and it has become more, um, it has become much more evident in COVID is that um, when they do medical testing, they base it on a pool on 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 a certain set of people and likely, we'd like that set of people to be as diverse as possible. Yes. Yeah. And we learned during COVID that um, people of color are very resistant to um, pr- um, participating in these medical studies, um, being in these medical onsets. Right. And we know from um, statistics that um, people of color, color or just diversity in, in 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 essence is not represented in the medical field. Right. So these subsets that the labs were created on weren't created off of subsets that um, identify like the common person now or sure. diversity okay. of the common person. So a lot of times um those things come back normal and the person still has a lot of signs and symptoms. Um, and then it leaves them really feeling invalidated. Right. Um, right. Um, the doctor will say, well, just maybe lose weight. That seems to be like the common, right. It goes
1: back to the feeling lazy and feeling like that. It's your fault that there's. Correct. No, that extra weight, especially around your middle. You said.
0: Correct, so women with PCOS have uh, over 60%, um, research shows over 60% of women with PCOS have mental health disorders, right? Um, Not only because of the inflammation, but because of all the negative feedback that we get from society and from healthcare professionals, right? Um, You lose your sense of femininity when you have facial and your hair is falling out and you can't give your significant other a baby and your menstruation hasn't come for months at a time. And you know, it just, it robs pieces of you away. Um, And it can be very detrimental to women who don't know where to seek support, who have gone to doctors and only been told the same thing over again and believe that that's the only treatment option available. Um, Research shows something like 65% of women on birth control take it for, take it for a reason other than birth coat um, birth um, right right
1: i mean even my daughters they have because of cramping like they're cramping so and and i'm so hesitant because i was on birth control for years and i always you know you hear so many side effects and negativity like even links to cancer and everything and so i hate to put them but really doctors are resistant to doing like natural like to do natural Treatments. And I mean, of course, I could go to holistic and try heating pad and all of that, but I don't like playing with the hormones, not really knowing what their baseline is. And then yeah. I found that on my breath control, and they say it's always such a low dosage and there's no way that it can affect your mood and stuff, but it clearly did. Even that low dosage, I saw the side effects.
0: Correct. So unfortunately, um, you know, as a healthcare professional, I hate to say it, you know, but our healthcare system is broken. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we have a system that is reactive as opposed to being proactive, right? Um, healthcare providers in their defense, they have 15 minutes and at bat, yeah. and at best, if that, right? right? Um, They're listing, you give them a list of symptoms. They are shooting out a diagnosis as quickly as possible. <laughs> cheaply and cost effective as yes, possible.
1: Right? Yes. And then right pressure
0: from the healthcare oh. um companies. They also have pressure from pharmaceutical yes. companies yep. to push certain medications. Um, yep. Birth control for young women. They are pushed to prescribe it, you know, and it really doesn't leave them with much options for their treatment options. Right. Um, because it really, it really re- requires someone to dig deep into your lifestyle. What are you eating every day? What are you putting on your face? What are you cleaning your house with? Right. right. Um, All those so toxins. Deep, right. Um, exactly. So um, it takes a true like lifestyle change um, that unfortunately cannot be done um, in maybe one to two appointments a year at 15 minutes a piece. Right. Um, just a big right. disservice. Um, unfortunately, and it leaves women feeling,
1: um, like we said, invalidated. Right. Tell me a little bit more about PCOS. Let's talk about that. Like what, what exactly is it? What are some of the symptoms? Um, Maybe you've already mentioned a few of them, but like, how, how do we know, or like, what would be the signs that would lead us to possibly getting checked for that?
0: Of course, so there there is estimated something like 50% of women with PCOS are undiagnosed. Um, It takes a woman anywhere between five to 10 years to get an official diagnosis from her healthcare provider because there is so little medical research on PCOS. Um, The National Institute of Research estimates that only 0.1% of research funding goes to PCOS because it is mislabeled as a reproductive disorder, when in fact it affects um, it is an um, uh, endocrine disorder and it affects the whole body and everything from your mental health um, to to um, overall over, over, over look <laughs> in, um, <information laughs> all over the body that was a tongue twister. <laughs> Um, right? Um, so the symptoms for PCOS are very um, are very vague, right? There's, there's three indicators. You only need two out of the three indicators to get a diagnosis. One is irregular periods, right? So if your periods are coming shorter than every 21 days or more than every um, 35 days, we've got a problem, right? Second is you've got some signs of increased male androgens, such as you got some facial hair, you got some, um, maybe you've got the weight around the stomach that's not, that won't budge, um, you've got some signs that you've got some hormonal imbalances and the number three, um, which isn't isn't always the best indicator, but is on the criteria list is um, polycystic ovaries right. Um, you go to get an ovary um, a ultrasound if they find um, polycystic ovaries, then they will provide you with a diagnosis, but ultimately it's not necessary to have um, cysts on your ovaries to get a diagnosis. Um, some other signs and symptoms would be like um, that that weight around the that weight around the stomach that we talked about, um, but just how we discussed um, how some women have an inability to. Um, control their weight and gain weight in excess. There are women with lean PCOS who have trouble controlling, um, trouble getting an appetite, trouble being able to maintain their weight. They suffer from being extremely underweight, um, right? So it affects women on both extremes, um, but it seems that women who gain weight um, seem to get a little bit more attention for the obvious. Um, Um, one of the major things is over sixty percent of women with PCOS report having menstrual irregularities, and that is one of the biggest signs and symptoms um, that something is ultimately wrong. Um, what else? Um, um, just any sign. If you have any sign that something is off in your body, I feel like women do such a good job at having this natural intuition that we know nice. something off um i would definitely suggest that one you see um uh, your primary care physician you see an endocrinologist someone who specializes in hormones specifically another big mistake i see women make is only go to an obstetrician which they are more than prepared to help you when you want to get pregnant but Mm -hmm. before that point it's very important that you see an endocrinologist who specifically specializes in hormones Um, and now women's
1: like women's hormones um, okay okay
0: right? Because um, hormones are, um, they are what control our bodily functions. Um, So um, when one hormone is out of whack, um, all of the other hormones go out of whack too, because essentially they want to try to keep a sense of homeostasis. So when one hormone um, hormone imbalance becomes present, it's more likely that the other hormones start to fall in suit as well, unfortunately. Sure. Um, And what Hormonal birth control does, unfortunately, is cuts off all connection between the brain and the ovaries, um, shutting off um, ovulation completely. So what it does is it removes the symptoms um, because you're not ovulating. Um, But ovulation was meant intended for so much more than fertility. Ovulation was meant to um, ovulation is directly linked to moods, right? So one of the first things I ask my clients when they report being moody and irritable is. Is your purity regular <laughs> because yeah, it's,
1: it's so, so, linked, so linked, so much linked. Yeah.
0: Um, your ovulation is the only way your body creates progesterone and progesterone is this magical hormone that is responsible for one, soothing you and making you feel good. You can only get that hormone if you ovulate naturally. It's responsible for nice hair and nails, um, for bone um, health. Um, it is responsible for so much goodness. And as long as women are on hormonal birth control, they Rob themselves of the ability to create this hormone and benefit from um, all of the benefits that
1: it has. So interesting. So I I, I you've inspired me. <laughs> Get my hormones seek so out an endocrinologist around here because oh. it sounds like it's so important. And just the symptoms that you were naming, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that that might be a lot you know the reason why i've been noticing quite a bit of symptoms and i know many of the listeners and the women who are in the moms without capes we are like i'm sure they are experiencing so many of those symptoms that you or at least some of them that you have just explained and have been trying to figure it out or get to the root cause or you know putting it off like saying it's you know just our age or you know there's a you know we just had kids and we don't, you know, so Moms Without Capes is all about like taking off their superwoman cape, like and learning how to put themselves on their to-do list. And this is something that affects, like you said, like those hormones affect so much and the mood and the mental health and physical, our physical health and, you know, everything. And so I hope that there's listeners that are listening today that are inspired to to try this route.
0: I hope so. I hope so. Because one of the major um, effects of not having progesterone, um, women who are on birth control for prolonged periods, um, women who, because there is artificial progesterone, but let's, let's be frank, there's no great imitation Substitute. to Mother yeah. Nature, right. right, right. Um, so, um, when you rob yourself of progesterone, um, it puts women at increased risk for miscarriage when it is time for them right. um, to finally have a baby because, um, you don't have enough of this vital hormone that is meant to support, um, pregnancy. um, and that's why I'm so passionate. Um, that's why the whole um, premise of my program is called the Healthy Period Protocol, because it's all about understanding. Even if you bleed, are you ovulating? Are you are you checking, right? Are we sure? Um, do we have body literacy? With the same 15 minutes that you report your symptoms to a medical healthcare provider, you should be able to self-assess and self-analyze yourself and determine what's going on and what changes you need to make in your lifestyle to correct Um, those hormonal imbalances.
1: Hey mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self, dash care dash ideas to download your list today. So now we didn't dive deep into you have two kids yourself. Yes. And so what is your favorite way to practice self care? I know we're going to change the subjects a little bit, but we are all about putting yourself on the to do list. And so what are some ways that you like to practice self care, take care of yourself?
0: Oh, thank you. I think self-care is so important because we forget how our stress hormone has the ability to virtually domino affect all of our other hormones. So my favorite self-care thing to do is just to um, deep breathe and meditate. Um, I feel like so often people um, underestimate the value of breathing, right? It is our lifeline. It is the first thing to change when you're emotional, when you're happy, when you're sad, um, right? Um, So really focusing in on your breath um taking back control of it practicing deep breathing and meditation um it has worked for me because I feel like we um, are a generation that is overstimulated um so just <laughs> so
1: true so true <laughs> right?
0: I'm constantly practicing minimalism um being mindful of what I consume not only food wise what I'm eating who I'm associating what relationship mm-hmm participating in Um, and taking taking out that time every single morning um it is my um, non-negotiable when I wake up before I do anything else Mm -hmm. it's set my own intention for the day before I reach for my phone before I allow anything else to affect my mood or dictate my tone for the day I have to give myself 30 minutes of deep breathing of brain dumping and and journaling just centering yourself sure yeah yeah before I come out the room to you know to my to my gremlin, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. like, like, how do you wake up, Sareli? So I'm like, that's my favorite time. Like, yes. I, you know, I can hear myself think and like yes. actually like get myself mentally prepared. You understand, <laughs> absolutely. So, do you like reading?
0: Oh, I love reading. Um, <laughs> it is my number one hobby. Uh, yes. yes.
1: So, what book would you say has greatly influenced or impacted your life that continues to affect you today? Oh, this book! I know it's hard to put one book, but oh, um, it's for me. It's not too hard because
0: it is the Seven Habits of Highly Effective. Okay, um, it is um, my. Ultimate favorite book. It was the first time that I understood that despite our need for independence, um, we are created to be interdependent beings, um, and that's and it just explains my need for service so much um, because I truly believe that whatever you put out into the universe, um, almost like a guitar string, you vibrate that string and you um, you you know you receive back what's on the other end. Um, so it has been such a um, powerful insight to me into how I live my life how I teach my kids to live their lives Mm -hmm. Um, and it has just exploded my mind um, in so many ways Um, it's definitely um, a must read for um, anyone looking for a good um, self-development book.
1: Awesome. Well, as part of my membership, we do a book club, the Unstoppable Self-Growth Book Club. And so I'm always looking to add to the list because those are the kinds of books that I, I wanted to be like books that are going to impact and completely change people's lives for the better. So, Definitely. so okay. So where can people find you? Yes. So you
0: can find me at Love Surf Warm on all platforms um, because my um, truest intention is to serve um, love um, while educating. Um, so, Love Surf Warm.
1: Okay. <laughs> and you're on Instagram? Yes. I'm Russell on Instagram. TikTok. Are on you? TikTok. Yeah. I was
0: like, <laughs> Um, on
1: youtube
0: Um, yes and my website is lovesurfwarm.com i just i love creating videos that connect with women and let them know that their experiences are not out of the ordinary there are women normalize yes yes and just laugh right just humor over it um if we can do nothing else in that moment i love to make other women laugh about um our
1: experiences Awesome. So I will put all of your information where people can find you in the show notes so they can check that out. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today, Tiana. It was such a pleasure. Such a great conversation.
0: Thank you so much, Ani. It's been such a pleasure.
1: I'm so grateful to have been here. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes. So send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.